spooky people, and welcome to yet another episode of the Hello Sydney podcast, a podcast for horror lovers where we discuss any and all things horror. I'm your host, Sydney, obviously, and this is episode four, so it means that we have been at this for four long weeks, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this past week, I actually dropped like $1,300 on a new laptop, so I'm hoping that the sound in this one is better than the last few episodes, but uh, yeah, needless to say, we're fully dedicated to the pod here, so if you've been listening this long or if you're just listening to this episode for the first time, either way, I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you all for being here with me. Today, we're going to be talking about a movie that a lot of people usually refer to as one of the more disturbing horror movies ever made. Uh, if you ask me about it or if you've heard me talk about this on TikTok at all, which I do pretty frequently, so you probably have, um, but I believe this to be the single most beautiful cinematic masterpiece ever made not even just in horror cinema just in cinema period this movie is so haunting and so beautiful and i'm talking then about none other than martyrs from 2008 the french version of course now i had to make sure to specify the french version because the americans remade this in like i don't know 2016 or something and just like us americans tend to do we fucking ruined it we it was it was terrible we should just stop remaking movies that are foreign and that are just untouchable we need to stop so yes i am strictly talking about the original french version of martyrs from 2008 so this is classified as a french extremism horror movie um, a lot of people again refer to this as one of the more disturbing horror movies ever created so if you need trigger warnings i'm not sure i would listen to this episode quite frankly because this movie definitely is very visceral and very brutal um trigger warnings for suicide for self-harm for child abuse really the only thing it doesn't have in it is sexual assault so if you are somebody who's wanted to watch martyrs but you don't think you could handle it i got you because today we are going to explore the plot of martyrs i'm going to give you a full very intricate deep dive into the movie and also talk about some theories about that very cryptic ending if you've seen it you know exactly what i'm talking about before we get into it, again, let me preface this by saying Martyrs is one of my top five favorite horror movies of all time. And if you know anything about me, you know that I am a diehard horror fan, clearly. And I've seen thousands of horror movies. So it's not to toot my own horn, but to, it's an honor to be in my top five. It really is. And that just shows how incredible this movie is. So let's just jump right into it, all right? So Martyrs opens up with this scene of this little girl. So she, her hair is basically buzzed. She's dirty. She's bloodied and she is running barefoot out of this warehouse. So clearly it seems like she's been being held captive somewhere and she is currently escaping. The next scene shows us her bandaged in an orphanage. So obviously she was found. And then we see this newscast and this news reporter is standing outside of the building that we saw her escaping from in the opening scene. And he is exploring this room that she lived in. So they're talking about her specifically. And they're saying how she was malnourished, she was dehydrated, and they show us this chair with a hole in the middle of it in this room, and there's chains and everything. So that's where she was living. So we find out that this little girl's name is Lucy, and she won't explain to anybody what she endured in this building or who did this to her or how she escaped. But then we see her still as a child, and we see that she is befriending this other little girl in the orphanage whose name is Anna. So because Lucy won't speak about what she went through, uh, some people start to interview Anna about it because they're like, okay, they're friends, so maybe she's told Anna something. And Anna basically says that she hasn't even really told her anything, but says that she's always scared and she sometimes remembers things, but not always. 
Later, when Anna goes back to their room, she finds Lucy in the bathtub, bloody, because her wrists have been slashed and she just tells Anna that it wasn't her. So now she's telling Anna that she's been attacked. Later that night, we see Lucy and Anna going to sleep in their room and Lucy had locked the door, but then she wakes up in the middle of the night and she finds that it's open. And we just see this like silhouette of this dark figure run by the room. And then it gets under the bed and we see it on Lucy's bed staring at her. It is this dark, twisted figure. The best thing I can compare it to, honestly, is like if you've seen Mama, it kind of it kind of gives me that vibe. So we see this figure sitting on the foot of her bed and it attacks her and then the screen goes black and it cuts to 15 years later. So we time jump 15 years later and now we're in this family home, okay? So it's a mother, a father, and a son and daughter. They seem very normal. They seem very happy. On the refrigerator is this like newspaper article of one of their baseball games or wrestling matches or some kind of sport. So again, the brother and sister are like play fighting. They're all smiling. They seem like a very normal, average family. So they're sitting down for breakfast and all of a sudden the doorbell rings. So the father goes up to get the door and when he opens it, it is a now adult Lucy with a shotgun. She pulls the trigger and blows him away in his own front door. This is one of those things that like the first time watching this, nothing could prepare you for it because again, it's just such like a normal family morning and then this girl comes in and shit just hits the fucking fan immediately with no warning. So Lucy comes into the house and the next person she encounters is the mother and she shoots her too. So then she runs into the son sitting at the kitchen table and she asks him how old he is to which he says that he's 18 and then Lucy says, do you know what your parents did? And he just kind of looks at her and you can tell that she doesn't really want to do this, but she shoots him anyway. Mind you guys, just to set the scene, like this isn't a regular horror movie where they like move away at the gore you know the camera angles and stuff they show you the whole thing so you see these people getting shot and blown away like blood spattering everywhere you see the whole thing so then she goes after the last family member who is the sister who's the youngest one and the sister tries to hide under the bed but lucy ends up finding her and she shoots her and kills her as well and then lucy kind of just like looks at her i think realizes how young this kid is and she starts crying so she's obviously distraught and then Lucy goes over to the mom's now dead body and she starts kind of shaking her and she just keeps saying, how could you do that to me? How could you do that to me? So again, we know that these people had something to do with the reason that she was being held captive in the beginning, or that's what we assume. So then we cut to a now adult Anna who is sitting in a parking lot and waiting and she's clearly waiting for a phone call because this pay phone rings and she answer it, answers it and it's Lucy. And Lucy just says to Anna, it's them, it was definitely them. And Anna's like, well, what did you do? And Lucy says, I did what I had to do or something along those lines. And she gives Anna the address. So now obviously Anna goes rushing to her. So as Lucy is waiting for Anna, we see that she starts kind of hearing things and she sees this naked, disfigured, contorted woman at the top of the stairs. And she says to this woman, she says, I did it. She literally smears her hand in the mother's blood and holds, holds up her bloodied hand and says to this figure, like, look, I did it. But this woman clearly doesn't care because she attacks Lucy anyway. And we as the audience deduce that this is the same figure that we saw in that kind of opening scene with that like dark hideous contorted figure sitting at the foot of Lucy's bed. So she starts attacking Lucy and she takes a knife and starts cutting up her back. 
A struggle ensues between the two of them, but Lucy manages to kind of fight her off and run away, and she locks herself in one of the rooms. And then she has this flashback. And the flashback is of her as a child being held captive in this warehouse that we saw, and she's chained to that chair. So again, it was the chair that we saw in the beginning that just has a hole in the middle of it. So obviously she's freaking out. She runs outside and she ends up running into Anna who gets there in the nick of time. And she just says to Anna, like, she's here, she's here. Obviously she's bleeding because she was cut up by this figure. And Anna just says, I know. And then Anna enters the house and she sees the absolute bloodbath that is four dead bodies. And Anna's just absolutely shocked. So she clearly didn't know that Lucy was going to do this. I think she just thought that Lucy was going to confront these people, but she was not aware that she planned on murdering them. So it turns out that Lucy found these people through the same newspaper article that was on their fridge that we saw in the beginning. So again, she saw this couple and she recognized them as her captors. So that's how she ended up at this house. So Lucy is still injured. She's still bleeding. So Anna kind of just sews her up and she's like, Lucy's like, what are we going to do, Anna? And Anna's like, I don't fucking know, sis. Like you got us into this mess. But then they start moving the bodies. So Anna, again, is clearly very unhappy with this whole thing. Like, Lucy, how the fuck could you rope me into this, you know? And Lucy says to her, like, you know, when she beat me, talking about the mother, like, when she beat me, I could smell it. And she's still trying to convince Anna that these people deserved it and that these people were her captors. Lucy, again, being distraught, hugs Anna for comfort, and Anna kisses Lucy. So there's definitely some uh, more feelings deeper than friendship going on here. So again, they're moving the bodies and Lucy has yet another flashback of her being held captive as a kid. And at one point she just says, will I ever be free of this? Because it's kind of clear that she thought that killing these people and getting this revenge would help her be free of this, but she's obviously not. So conveniently, it turns out that this family was having a pool built in the backyard. So there is a hole in the ground already. So Anna starts to drag the bodies outside to this pool. But when she's dragging the mother out, the mother wakes up and grabs her and starts screaming. So Anna's like, listen, lady, shut the fuck up. I'm going to help you. But if Lucy knows that you're alive, she's going to come kill you. So just be quiet. So Anna's dragging the daughter's body outside. But as she's doing that, she starts to hear screaming inside. So she runs inside and she finds Lucy seemingly being attacked again by this naked, disfigured woman. This time, the woman starts cutting Lucy with a razor. Anna, like, jumps in and saves her, and Lucy makes a comment, like, leave me alone, I even killed their kids, like, why are you still bothering me? So, again, Lucy is clearly not in a good space still, and now the power starts to flicker, and we see yet another flashback. Yet the flashback we get this time is of how a child Lucy escaped from these people. So basically, we see the scene of her being force-fed, Um, She ends up spitting on the woman and she's hit, but she manages to attack this woman and escape. And on the way out, she passes this room and in this room, she sees another woman. And this woman is begging her for help, but child Lucy, obviously terrified, abandons her and she runs out anyway. And if you pay close attention, this woman oddly looks exactly like this naked disfigured woman that has been attacking Lucy since the beginning. Um, because obviously this woman was also being held captive and she was chained up and she was malnourished and she was not in great condition. So while Lucy's locked in a room having these flashbacks, Anna goes back to help the mother. So she's trying to get her outside, but Lucy obviously hears this going on and she's not going to allow this to happen. So she goes downstairs and finds Anna helping this woman and in a fit of rage, she just bludgeons this woman to death with a hammer. So now she's officially dead dead. There is no surviving that. 
so now obviously she's pissed at Anna and she looks at Anna and is like, well, why, why'd you do that? And Anna makes a comment saying like, she didn't do anything. So it's pretty evident at this point that Anna doesn't even really believe Lucy and Lucy calls her out for that. She's like, you never believed me and you clearly still don't believe me. And now we, the audience don't even know what to believe. And then Lucy starts to hear grunting and she looks up and she once again sees this naked disfigured woman and she goes to talk to her again and she's screaming this time. She's like, they're dead. They won't hurt you anymore. But she continues to attack Lucy anyway. And it's at this point that we see what's really happening because it switches perspectives between Lucy and Anna. So from Lucy's perspective, we see that she's being attacked by this woman. But from Anna's perspective, we see what's really happening and we see that Lucy is injuring herself. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. So from Anna's perspective, we see Lucy cutting herself and headbanging. But again, from Lucy's perspective, we see that she truly believes that this woman is attacking her and doing it to her. So this is the point as the audience that we put together the fact that this woman was never real. This woman is simply a manifestation of Lucy's grief and her trauma and her guilt for leaving that woman behind when she escaped this place as a child. And Lucy thought that killing this family was going to make her go away, which it clearly didn't. So Lucy literally runs through a glass window trying to escape, and now she's outside. It's raining. It's this incredibly like beautiful and tragic and dramatic scene. And it's at this point that Lucy realizes that killing the people who hurt her did not get rid of her guilt or her trauma and there's no way out of this she feels like so she takes a piece of glass and she slits her own throat and dies and she does this in front of Anna as Anna's trying to stop her so Anna is obviously entirely devastated by this so she now brings Lucy's body inside she doesn't know what the fuck to do she's cleaning her up so now the next morning comes and Anna is just completely beside herself she doesn't know what to do um, we see her call her mother and you can tell by the conversation that they have that they clearly have a very strained relationship and her mother basically accuses Anna of being like drunk or high whatever like she doesn't believe her and then Anna starts to hear what sounds like banging so she follows the sound and she ends up finding a trap door that is in a cupboard and basically she goes down to find that there is a staircase that leads to a tunnel and now this tunnel is full of these weird photos of people and these people look like they're either being tortured or they might even be dead. So Anna goes on and now she finds this like door, another door in the ground and she goes down into it and it takes her even deeper. And when she gets down into the room, she discovers this chair with a hole in it, the same chair that we've been seeing since the beginning. And in that room, she sees in the corner a horribly disfigured woman who is chained up and she has this metal piece attached to her head that is covering her eyes. She is, again, horribly disfigured. She's cut up. She, she's been through it. And this is the point where Anna realizes that she should have fucking believed Lucy because Lucy has been telling the truth this whole time and these people were sick fucks. So Anna unchains this woman and she takes her upstairs and she's trying to help her. She puts her in a bathtub, but again, she is just like, scratched up she's mangled basically she tries to take this metal piece off of her head but it is act physically screwed into her skull and she ends up 
managing to get them out. It's this really disgusting scene. There's blood everywhere. She's pulling the metal out. And this woman, like, pulls this metal thing off of her face and it just rips all of her skin off with it. It's fucking vile. Again, obviously, Anna is feeling a whole bunch of guilt right now because she was wrong and Lucy ended up killing herself because of it. So she goes over to Lucy's body and she's just saying, like, please forgive me. I didn't know. So Anna hears a noise and she goes to investigate and she finds the woman slashing at her wrists. And she's not just slitting her wrists. She's like cutting the skin off of her wrists and she runs out and she's acting like a feral animal. She's like rubbing her head on the walls like she's doing all this weird shit. And then all of a sudden she's shot in the head and is killed. So Anna looks up to see who did this because she's like, bro, what the fuck? And she sees this group walking in. They're all wearing black. There's like four or five of them. And they ask her, who's the girl on the couch, which the girl on the couch being a very dead Lucy. And they ask Anna who she is. And they explain to her that they've been trying to call the mom and dad, who again were killed by Lucy for hours, and they haven't been answering. So they knew something was up. So they decided to come to the house. And without warning, they just drag Anna into this underground fucking tunnel that she was just in. So they handcuff her down there. And then a little while later, they come back and they sit Anna at this table. And this woman sits across from her and we refer to this woman as the madam. So the madam is like the leader of this group or this cult or whatever you want to call it. And she explains to Anna that Lucy escaped us 15 years ago because we were a lot less organized then. But that won't be happening now. So basically, Anna's fucked. And then she starts to explain to Anna their process. So she starts saying things like, you know, it's so easy to make somebody a victim. You just lock them in the dark and they'll go through all of these stages and eventually start, they start to see things that don't exist. So that's exactly why Lucy started seeing this woman that was never there. That's exactly why this woman who just got murdered was like cutting her wrists because it turns out she believed that there was like bugs crawling all over her skin. She was physically seeing that. So when she was like rubbing her head on the wall, and cutting her skin off. She was trying to get the bugs off of her. And then the madam starts to explain to Anna what a martyr is. So basically, she says a martyr is something else. They're rare. They survive total deprivation. They give themselves up and they bear the sins of the earth. And they basically transcend themselves and they are transfigured. So then the madam starts showing Anna all of these pictures. So those pictures that were in the hallway, it wasn't of dead people. Oh no, it was of people on the brink of death. So basically every photo that she shows Anna, it's from a different time period. So she shows her like this woman from 1912, she's still alive. And like these people very much look dead, but they have a very specific look in their eyes. It looks like they're just like looking off into the distance. They're looking at, they're really looking at nothing, but it looks like they're seeing something. And basically that's the look that they have when you know they become a martyr, when they've seen what's in the afterlife. And the madam explains that women are more responsive to transfiguration, especially young women. So Anna's going to be their next test subject. And this is where we see Anna's transfiguration, air quotes around that, begin. And essentially, it's just her being tortured. So we see Anna get tied to this chair with the hole in it because that's how they go to the bathroom. They don't let them get up or unchained from this chair. Uh, So we see her being force-fed. We see her being slapped. Every day, this giant man comes in to unchain her from the chair only to just beat the fucking shit out of her. So if you're sitting there wondering, you know, how is she going to get out of this? Because a lot of horror movies, they end up surviving this type of stuff. Uh, Spoiler alert, she doesn't. (laughs) French horror movies are not happy. They do not have happy endings. She does not get out of this. And quite frankly, it only gets much, much worse. 
then we see a scene of her hair getting cut off. So she's getting a buzz cut. So they're basically just trying to dehumanize her in any way possible. And now we just see this very long sequence of her just getting beat, her getting force fed, her getting like washed periodically, even though she's obviously in really bad condition and she's all bruised and shit. And this sequence of abuse just goes on for what feels like forever. And there's absolutely no words. There's like not even any music, I don't think. So you're just sitting there in fucking silence watching this woman, woman just get fucking tortured. It's brutal. So little by little, we start to see her lose her mind, obviously, because what the fuck? That's kind of the whole point. And now she starts to have some flashbacks of her and Lucy and whatnot. And again, I'm sure she's really regretting not believing Lucy at the time that she should have. And now we see that she starts to just comply. So whereas before she would kind of fight back a little, or even when she was being force fed, she would spit out the food. She would at least like try to kind of fight the guy back. And now she's just, she's clearly becoming weaker and she just stops fighting. She starts to hear Lucy's voice talking to her and Lucy saying stuff like, you're safe now, Anna, don't worry. So after, again, what feels like forever of just watching this woman be absolutely tortured and degraded, we see this cat, one of her captors come in and she says, uh, your suffering's almost over. There's one last stage now. And this last stage is just unimaginable. So basically, they come in and they get Anna. She's laid on this table by this man who is wearing a surgeon mask and he puts her in this contraption and he turns her upside down. So she's like attached to the table, but she's looking at the ground and he very slowly starts to peel the skin off of her body. And we don't actually even see it happening. This is a scene where they do cut away from, but we do see her facial expression. And that is enough, man. Like you fucking feel her pain in this sequence. So the next scene we see is of her being chained up and this woman has been completely flayed. Every fucking inch of her body has no skin, including like just everything with the exception of her face, like her scalp gone, her fucking fingernails gone. It's vile. So the doctor clearly feeling victorious after completing this surgery walks upstairs and as he's up there, they start hearing screams coming from down below. And one of the women that's been keeping Anna captive as well hugs him because it turns out she's got that look in her eye, which is the look in her eye that shows people that she has been martyred. So she is still fully alive, but she is seeing something else. And then they say to the madam, they go and tell her, obviously, they say she's completely let go. She's alive, mademoiselle, but she no longer sees anything around her. So we cut to Anna and we see that this is indeed true. So she's got that look in her eyes that all of the people in the pictures had. So now the madam arrives and she goes up to Anna, who is in this like sensory deprivation tank. And again, she's very alive, though she looks like she should fucking very well be dead. And the madam just says to her, did you see the other world? And she leans in and Anna whispers something to her. And the madam just looks absolutely stunned. So we do not hear what it is at this point. And now we see a bunch of people showing up to the house. So obviously it's other members of this cult, which I'm going to refer to it as a cult because it is very fucking culty. So everybody from this group is there because they know that Anna said something to the madam and she's going to address the group and tell them what she said. So then we see the madam's like assistant, I guess you can call him, whose name is Etienne. Uh, addressing the crowd and he's saying like at this time blah 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 Anna was martyred so let's pay our respects so basically they're acting as if she did them a fucking service and he explains like she's not the first one that we've had that's been martyred but she is the first person to have relayed what she saw and the crowd all gasps everybody can't believe it 
And he explains that like this experience of martyrdom or this look in her eyes lasted two hours and 15 minutes and she experienced complete authentic martyrdom. So Etienne goes to the bathroom door where the madam is because she still hasn't come out yet and they're waiting for her to address the crowd obviously and he starts to ask her questions and he's like wow she really told you and she says of course. And he asks if what she said was clear and concise or precise whatever to which she says crystal clear. And she says that what Anna said, there's no interpretations of it. It's very clear. And then the madam looks up and through the door, she says to Etienne, can you imagine what there is after death? To which Etienne says no. And the madam goes, keep doubting and shoots herself in the fucking head and dies. And the movie ends. Well, the movie really ends with showing us a definition of the word martyr, which it just says witness. And then it shows us Anna still alive just with this blank stare in her eye, and then the movie officially ends. When I tell you guys this is my fucking Roman Empire, I can't even stress that enough. I think about this at least two times a week because I go back and forth on what Anna said to the madam. And this ending just makes me so unreasonably angry because like Anna went through all that and we went through all this emotional turmoil watching this fucking movie just to not know. Just to not know. <laughs> So obviously there's a bunch of theories about what the madam could have possibly said. So I found this Reddit thread that goes over five of them. And the first theory is that Anna saw nothing and that she tells the madam that there's nothing. And I get why the madam would kill herself over this one because it's like it was all a waste of time. Like this group has been working towards nothing essentially. And basically like how do you address the crowd and address your followers and tell them that this whole time has been for nothing and that there's nothing in the afterlife? But then at the same time, if she is learning that there's nothing on the other side, would she really be in that much of a rush to get there? The second theory is that Anna saw heaven. And I mean, this would make sense because that means that the mana would kill herself to get there faster because obviously she's in a hurry to die. But on the opposite side of that, why wouldn't she tell the followers? Like, what's the point of not telling them? And why would you say to Etienne, keep doubting? Like, what does that mean? Another theory is that Anna sees hell. But again, kind of like the whole Honesty's nothing theory, why would she kill herself to get there faster? I mean, I guess like if she already knows that she's damned, she maybe doesn't want to tell her followers that they are as well. Like, sorry, everybody, I was fully wrong. And now we're all damned to hell. Good fucking luck, bro. Now, the fourth theory, and this is one that I like and that I had never really considered before, but Anna sees the incomprehensible. So basically, Anna tells the madam what she saw can't be understood by mortals or can't even be understood by herself. So basically, like all of the attempts that they've made have been for nothing because they can't even understand it on a human level. That would make sense as to why the madam kills herself, because basically her entire life has been a waste and everything that she's been preaching has been for nothing. Another theory is that Anna saw reincarnation, which I mean, that would make sense as to why the madam would kill herself because she can just kill herself and start over. But again, what would the reason be to not tell her followers? And then there's a sixth theory that Anna refused to tell her. And I really like to believe this one because I think that is just like the most perfect revenge for what they did to her. Like you went through all this shit and you saw what you saw and it's a big fuck you to the madam and this whole cult. But I don't think that's really true because, again, she said that it was clear and concise. So, I mean, if she refused to tell her what's so clear and concise about that. Me personally, I've always thought it was one or two things. Either she saw that there was nothing. And again, that's why the madam killed herself because she doesn't have the heart to tell this to her followers. 
But the theory that I lean towards mainly is that she saw something so beautiful that the madam wanted to get to faster and that's why she killed herself and she's also just like a massively selfish bitch so she didn't care whether her followers fucking knew this information or not. So I don't know. I think about this all the time. Like I am not exaggerating when I say I think of this so often and I really wonder like if the director slash writer had an idea in mind when he wrote this. Like, I would love to pick his brain and know what he thinks. Like, what did she say? Pascal Ogier, if you're listening to this, what did she say? Tell me what she said. Please, I will literally pay you and be indebted to you for the rest of my life. I, I need to know. Just a little side note while we're discussing the director. So uh, just a little fun fact, which actually isn't fun at all. It's incredibly sad. Um, but he disclosed that when he wrote this screenplay, he was actually in a state of clinical depression and he was having borderline suicidal thoughts. So that explains a whole lot why this movie is so fucking depressing. Really hoping he got out of that, but if anything positive is going to come from it, he made a damn good fucking movie. So there you have it. Full breakdown of Martyrs, what I believe to be the most beautiful piece of cinematic history ever created. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I really hope it didn't traumatize you too much. And if there's any of you listening that haven't seen this movie, I really hope that this actually inspired you to watch it. Because again, this movie is just so beautiful that me talking about it doesn't even do it any justice, I promise you. But as always, thank you guys for tuning in. Next week, we are going to be doing a deep dive into the original Black Christmas. So tis the season, obviously, because it's December. Um, But we're going to do a full deep dive into the 1974 Black Christmas and also discuss its legacy, because I don't think people realize how influential that movie is. And without that movie, we wouldn't have a lot of our horror classics that we know and love today. Till then, follow me on TikTok and Instagram. You guys should know it by now, but horror underscore chronicles. I post on TikTok especially basically every single day. So until next time, watch more horror movies and stay spooky, my friends. (laughs) 